Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only. And I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. And if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. The point is, is who would have ever suspected that a creature like Donald Trump 
would become president of the United States, waiving a list of judges that he would appoint, therefore getting the support of the far right and appointing those anti-freedom justices to the court. You know, I've done stuff called sad news, horrible news. Today's podcast is called Really Depressing News. It's getting worse by the day. Where shall I begin? The shooting by the white supremacist of largely the number of people killed were 10. Eight of them were black. His manifesto was anti-black, anti-Jewish. There's madness afoot in the country from all sides and not just him. Pelosi actually said the Supreme Court is dangerous to our freedoms. I'm not inventing this. I'm not making this up. The Speaker of the House of Representatives attacked the United States Supreme Court after glamming money off the scam of Ukraine's war. $40 billion being scammed into Ukraine. How much will flow back to members of Congress, both Republican and Democrat, is anyone's guess. It's not whether or not it will flow back. It's a matter of how much and when you catch them. This woman has the nerve after robbing the Treasury blind all these years, says the Supreme Court is dangerous to our freedoms. But it gets, it gets worse? Do you want worse? The gobbler went to meet the comedian in Ukraine. Now, there's no question Ukraine is the victim here and Russia is the aggressor. That's a given. There's no question that we all want this war to be ended. There's no question of any of this. But when you see the gobbler, Mitch McConnell, along with Susan Collins, last week it was Pelosi going to meet this comedian in Ukraine who wears that filthy undershirt, you know they're robbing money in plain English. Can you prove it? No, they run the country. How could you prove they're robbing the country blind with kickbacks and flowbacks when you're not running anything or I'm not running anything? But we know what's going on. We know what's going on. Group hits New York jewelry store for estimated 100,000 and smash and grab police. Group. Shall I say a group of black males? Would that make any difference? No. But it was a group of black males, once again, smashing in the windows. Shall I go on? I guess I should go on, and I will go on. What else is in the news? Well, uh, well, where shall I begin? I guess I began. The Buffalo shooting would have to be the top of the list of really depressing news. Most of the people shot were nice elderly black people. And the man, the security guard, nice man, you could see he was a good man, shot for no reason. You don't expect this when your mother goes grocery shopping, said Pamela Pritchett, age 55, who's a mom, Pearl Young, 77, and worked as a sub-teacher and helped feed nearby needy locals at the city central park before she was gunned down by this lunatic racist, okay? What can you, what can you say about this? The Buffalo shooting suspect who wore hazmat suit to school was hospitalized for a mental evaluation. He wore a full hazmat suit to school during the pandemic and was later hospitalized for a day and a half after threatening classmates but he was not put into a mental hospital. He should have been hospitalized a long time ago. Okay, what else is in the depressing news of the day? I burned up only three minutes so far. Oh, there's a lot more I can talk about. You want to talk about the uh, Israel situation? You know, I tweeted a number of things over the weekend, and I think it's worth injecting some of them into this discussion right now because I think that they say a lot. My tweets are concise, and they're kind of boiled down. So let me go back a little bit. 
And I'll go back to what I said the other day about uh, this. Here. Trump kept the world together, unraveling now, Israel and the Middle East next to implode. And then I said in my tweet, from America first to America last, not build back better, but break down faster. You can't beat that. It's impossible to beat it. And then the baby formula shortage was a topic of mine on Newsmax TV on Saturday. And I said this at the beginning. Oh, so the baby formula shortage is not at all related to the flood of illegal aliens and their babies? Sure. Trust the news to tell you the truth. But then when I went on Newsmax TV, I amended that. It's not just the illegal aliens getting pallets of baby formula. Not at all. Oh, no, no. It's a multifactorial problem. And I discussed it on television the other day. I then tweeted this. Domino theory being pushed again by corrupt Congress to spend billions on weapons, such as if we don't crush, crush Russia, they will take Europe and then America. I said we learned nothing from the Vietnam War where the so-called domino theory was first advanced to drag us into that war. It's happening again. Trump kept the world together, unraveling now Israel and the Middle East next to implode. Yes, that's what's coming. It's already happening. Here's another tweet. Chesa Boudin, SFDA radical leftist, son of cop killers, funded by Soros, is why crime is out of control, is facing a recall vote. You have to see this story. It's hard to believe. But let's go back to baby formula gate, which is what I named it. Remember the age of Clinton where there were one, was one scandal after the other? This gate and that gate. All aboard. This is baby formula gate. So I posted my TV notes for the show. I generally write them out in cursive before the show and pin them to my screen before I go on air. And I said 40% of baby formula is out of stock in the nation. This is a multifactorial problem. One, illegal aliens given all they want. Two, Abbott Labs shut down over alleged contamination. Soy production down. USDA is the largest buyer of infant formula in the U.S. for the WIC program given to welfare mothers and now illegal alien mothers. Next point was breastfeeding is no longer popular owing to current social mores. I can go into that one at length if you'd like. And the solution is breastfeeding and make your own baby formula. I mean, it's a simplistic solution, but breastfeeding sort of worked for millennia. You know, it might work. But the big issue here is baby formula gate is another Biden failure, in plain English. It's another failure of the Biden administration. That's all. Everywhere you turn, these people can't plan anything properly. Next, it will be empty bread shelves, and they can blame Trump. Or shall they blame Putin? Okay, well, okay. What else is in the news? Well, let's see what else is in the news. Let's go to uh, another website and see how horrible and depressing it really is. Go to the Jerusalem Post, Israeli attacked in Palestinian town of Isawaya in stable condition. War is breaking out in Israel again. Shooting in California church kills at least one, wounds four. Crazy, just crazy. Satellite images show complete destruction of Syrian site hit by Israeli Air Force. Oh, by the way, speaking of um, the Israelis using their Air Force in Syria, you don't see much of Russia using their Air Force in Ukraine in the war, do you? There's two reasons for that. One is because all of the advanced weaponry we have sent Ukraine, the Russians are afraid of losing their jets, number one, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because they're not unleashing all their air power on Ukraine because they could have leveled the country in three days if they had done that right up front. 
but we all know Putin hoped to get this blitzkrieg over quick, quickly and not kill too many civilians. That's, that's a given to all experts. You don't want to hear it, but that's true. The bad thing is that if Putin keeps losing and he is removed from office, the hardliners will take over and they will use tactical nuclear weapons on Ukraine and surrounding countries that are supplying weapons. That's the uh, educated opinion on the matter, not just mine. Ukraine deploys new U.S. howitzers in front lines of war. That's a good thing and a bad thing, isn't it? Isn't it a good thing and a bad thing? Uh, what else is in the news that you don't know about from your local newspaper? Ukraine has sent images of dead Russian soldiers to families in Moscow. That's a bad thing, isn't it? Sweden to follow Finland and join NATO. That's a bad thing, run by radical leftist feminists. But you wouldn't know that. Radical feminists have taken over Sweden and Finland and Norway, and they're all joining NATO to provoke Russia even further. Michael Savage, a host like no other. institution that I'm a part of, uh, if someone said that one line of one opinion would be leaked by anyone and you would say, that, oh, that's impossible. No one would ever do that. There's such a uh, belief in the rule of law, a belief in the court, a belief in what we were doing, that that was verboten. It was beyond anyone's understanding or at least anyone's uh, imagination that someone would do that. And look where we are, where now that trust or that belief is gone forever. Um, the, and when you lose that trust, especially in the institution that I'm in, uh, it changes the institution fundamentally. Uh, you begin to look over your shoulder. It's like kind of an infidelity. Um, that you can explain it, but you can't undo it. Well, I said depressing news. Would you like more? You want happy? Would you like happy news? How about happy news? Let's see. Where can I find happy news? Uh, here, nowhere. News is by nature unhappy. News is by nature miserable and depressing. Russia loses a third of their forces in Ukraine. Finland, Sweden want NATO. Ugh. But the big news to me is that Nancy Pelosi called the Supreme Court of the United States dangerous to our freedoms. I never would believe I'd wake up today that she'd go on CNN on, on Sunday and say that the current Supreme Court is dangerous for families and freedom in America. Let's not take our eye off the ball. The ball is this court which is dangerous to the freedoms of a country. So, Beware in terms of, of uh, marriage equality. Uh, beware in terms of other aspects of it. And so it is, uh, let's not waste our time on that. The fact is, this is a dangerous court to families, to freedom in our country. And that is why people have to mobilize them. My saying is we don't agonize, we organize. What, we go out there and, what and make sure people know that if they, that actually elections have consequences. So what I, I couldn't believe I was reading this. This is domestic terrorism. She's inciting mobs to attack Supreme Court justices. The lunatic continued. Let's not take our eye off the ball, said crazy Pelosi. The ball is this court, which is dangerous to the freedoms of our country. 
Beware in terms of marriage equality. That means gay marriage. Beware in terms of other aspects of it, and so it is. Let's not waste our time on that, said lunatic Pelosi. The fact is, this is a dangerous court to families, to freedom in our country, and that is why people have to mobilize. My saying is we don't agonize, we organize. We go out there and make sure people know that if they actually elections have consequences. She's encouraging rioting against the Supreme Court justices. This is domestic terrorism. But they control the FBI. They control the Department of Justice. They control the news media. You want to talk about depressing news? It doesn't get any more depressing than this lunatic, loose cannon attacking the U.S. Supreme Court. What else is in the news? Do you want to hear any more? I can give you some more if you'd like it. Is there anything positive in the news? The stock market is going through its worst losing streak since 2001. Can you believe this? It's the worst losing streak since 2001 as stocks benchmarks extend weekly losses despite closing sharply higher Friday. Who knows by the time you listen to this, everything could be coming up roses again. I myself don't have 10 cents in the market. Not one dime. It's, it's a horse race and I'm not a gambler. Life itself is a gamble, right? Life itself is a gamble. Uh, Nordic nightmare springing to life. Troops deliberately wounding selves to get out of war. McConnell surprise trip to meet Zelensky. That's the gobbler meets the comedian. And so forth and so on. The news gets uh, worse. Pope rallies from knee pain to proclaim 10 new saints. Is that good news or bad news? The ex... Uh, Bodyguard, what was he? He was a bouncer. I wonder if his knee pain is an extension of his early days as a bouncer in a nightclub down south. Welcome to Portugal, new expat haven. They're going to find paradise in Portugal now. And all the liberals from America fleeing to Portugal to destroy Portugal and complaining about Portugal the minute they get there because there's not enough pollution and degeneracy for them. It's too much of a Catholic nation. What else is in the news? Let me switch to one more site. I'll go to uh, Newsmax.com for more depressing news of the day. Here's some, actually, here's some good news. Here's some cheerful news. NBC, <laughs> NBC poll, Biden hits new low in approval. <laughs> you know, that's good news because the people know what a piece of garbage he is. He's a senile, anti-American, anti-white, anti-American loser. But the problem is we live in a dictatorship. We live in a dictatorship punctuated by the illusion of a democracy every four years when we get to elect a president. In a parliamentary system, as I have said before, there would be a vote of no confidence and Biden would be thrown out on his uh, skateboard. He'd be pushed out and go to the old age home he should have been in quite a while ago. We are stuck with this thing from the swamp for another couple of years. And we should pray for his health, by the way, because God forbid he falls down and they have to take him off. Guess who's waiting in the wings? Pelosi stooge, Kamala Harris. What else is in the news? The border is wide open. It's being overrun by gangsters, gangs, fentanyl, drugs, uh, young mothers coming in to dump their babies on the stupid gringo who'll take care of the baby and give them baby milk and everything else. I know you don't want to hear that. It sounds cruel, doesn't it? I don't know what it's the what, what do you want me to say to you? We should give them the baby milk, not the poor mothers in this country who have no baby formula. What do you want me to say? 
that it's all wonderful. The border is wide open and we're sending $40 billion to Ukraine to defend their borders. It doesn't get crazier than this. So I said to you, and as I promised, and I hope I've delivered up, I promised thus far, this is really depressing news of the day. More to follow right here on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Uh, well, we have seen how um, uh, Russia is uh, behaving uh, when they are having a full-scale invasion of a friendly, democratic, non-aligned uh, country. And the way that they are conducting the war, it's uh, war crimes, it's uh, on civilians, it's a civilian infrastructure, it's bombing of schools and hospitals and theaters. Um, and uh, this has made us take the decision that we will not be secure uh, without uh, applying for membership in NATO. But do you believe that there will now be a remilitarization of the Baltic? Do you think that actually there'll be a more nuclear Baltic? Are you concerned about that kind of escalation? Uh, we hope that uh, there, will, there will not be uh, an escalation, but during the period of transition before Sweden and Finland get the full membership, there will be a heightening uh, of tension in, area, in our area, and we also foresee more military uh, troops close to our borders and so on and so forth. Welcome back to the Michael Savage podcast. So I wake up early Monday morning. I live right near San Francisco Bay. I raise the curtains and I look out and I see a goose and a gander with their three goslings in between them swimming in the bay. And I realize God spoke to me through nature once again. They're not confused at all. So I tweeted goose gander and their three goslings not confused about their gender wiser than the media and Biden crowd. Not trying to be a wise guy, but you know, we've lost... Once you lose touch with nature, you lose touch with reality. Once you lose touch with reality, well, the Biden gang takes over and starts to tell you there's no such thing as a woman, that a man can become pregnant, and the children lose, and the world loses. And now we are on the verge of World War III with Russia because of these insane people. Now, let me go back. Let me start again. Let me start from the top. Ukraine is clearly the victim. Russia is clearly the aggressor. Russia invaded Ukraine. Russia failed so far in its attempts to take all of Ukraine, so it withdrew, trying to take only a portion of Ukraine to create a route to the sea for themselves. Now, this whole war could have been avoided. Putin, way back a few months ago, said, if Ukraine does not join NATO and put nuclear missiles on our border, we will not invade Ukraine. That wasn't good enough for the comedian and his gang. Make no mistake about it. I have sympathy for the Ukrainian people. I have no sympathy for Zelensky, who I think is one of the most scummy people on the planet. I think that history will prove me right and the world will turn on Zelensky soon enough. But I have to save that for another podcast. At the end of all of this, and it will come to an end, Zelensky will become the devil. Zelensky will be seen as the villain he is. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to go back to what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is I wake up this morning and I see the goose and the gander and their three goslings. And I go and I make my coffee and I think I'm going to continue my podcast. 
which I am doing. And I look at the news as I do every morning. And one of the first stories I see is of all places from Reuters that uh, the war from Putin's perspective, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. And I start to think, why would Finland, why would Sweden, why would Norway provoke Russia when they've not been at war with Russia for a, such, such a long time? In fact, in World War II, it was the Nazis who invaded Finland. It was the Russians who defeated the Nazis. So why would Finland, I ask myself, suddenly want to provoke the bear? And I said to myself, I know why. I took a look, and all the leaders of these countries are now radical feminist women. You could be a radical feminist man, so I have to say radical feminist women. And I look and I say, wait a minute. Why is she doing this? Here it goes. If the new Finnish Prime Minister Sanna Marin's childhood is anything to go by, she's going to be an able match for the far right. Raised in a rainbow family, 34-year-old Sanna Marin will lead a five-party coalition headed entirely by women in Finland. Her experience growing up with same-sex parents will shape her tenure as Finland's youngest Prime Minister. Child of lesbian parents, part of an all-female coalition. Are you listening to what's going on now? What does that have to do with what I'm talking about? What does a rainbow family and lesbian parents have to do with the fact that she wants to have a war with Russia? What's going on over there? Well, I know from America what's going on over there, which is that the radical feminists in this country have gotten their way through terror tactics and bullying. Their entire life, they've used their sex as a weapon. They use their parents' sex as a weapon. They've used sexuality as a weapon. They've intimidated everybody, calling them homophobes if they didn't knuckle under to them. And now she's on the world stage. And she thinks that she can do to Russia and Putin what she has done to the poor Finnish people, which is bully them into submission. So she says, oh, yeah, I'll join. You know, I want nuclear weapons on my border with Russia. I don't care that we haven't been at war with Russia for so long. I'm going to deploy nuclear missiles on my border. And what has Putin done? You think there are no consequences to actions on the world stage? What we're watching here is a repeat of World War I and World War II in one neat little bundle. This just came out minutes ago. Bordering on war, Russia deploys nuclear missiles to border with Finland in chilling threat over country's NATO bid. So the radical feminist with a big mouth who's intimidated everybody because she was raised to scream at everybody and threaten everybody and call everyone a homophobe has now provoked Russia into deploying nuclear missiles towards its border with Finland. Menacing mobile Iskander missiles were spotted being transported towards the dividing line as Putin throws a troubling tantrum, says the stupid magazine, The Sun. The more you ridicule, ridicule Putin, the more you mock Putin, the worse you make him. Mobile Iskander missiles were seen heading towards the border with Finland. Putin had said to Sweden and Finland, do not join NATO. But Sweden and Finland, run by radical feminists, said, screw you, we'll join NATO. Did the people vote on it? Were the people given the option? Was there a discussion of it? No. The radical feminists who blew their whistles in college are now blowing their whistles on Russia. 
Putin warned Finland and Sweden that joining the Western alliance would be a mistake. But thus far, they've said go to hell. Moscow has made it clear that they will suffer the consequences of joining NATO, boasting, quote, listen to this, they could wipe out Finland in 10 seconds. It's a, it's a chillingly and frightening statement. Putin made a tense phone call with Finland, telling them not to join NATO. And now appears to be putting his money where his mouth is. Dashcam footage shows a fleet of the deadly Iskander missiles en route to Verborg, 24 miles from the Finnish border on Monday. The commentary in the clip suggested a new military unit is about to be formed in the immediate aftermath of the Nordic nation's NATO application. The person behind the lens says, as soon as the president of Finland said they were joining NATO, a whole division of Iskander, seven of them, is moving towards Viborg. It looks like a new military unit is about to be formed in Viborg or that region. All the equipment is new. This is Russian equipment. Ural trucks are driving it, so get ready, Finns, to join NATO. New Urals, seven Iskanders, looks like a new military unit is being formed. Well done. The fearsome family of nuclear missiles are designed to hit targets at relatively short distances and are deployed against NATO forces. The mobile short-range ballistic missile is capable of carrying cluster munitions or fuel-air explosive enhanced blast warheads. With a range of up to 310 miles, the Iskander can also be deployed for bunker-busting and anti-radar missions. Now, Russia warned Finland and Sweden not to join NATO. He said, I'm not threatening you. I have no desire to invade Finland or invade Sweden. Don't join NATO because you will be threatening Russia. He said it will be a grave mistake with far-reaching consequences. Look at the map. Putin has warned of a lightning-fast retaliation if the West directly intervenes in the Ukraine conflict. So we'll go on. What else shall I say to you? The United States, United Kingdom, France, and all of the other left-wing nations are egging these countries, these Nordic nations, into confronting and threatening Russia. A commentator on Russia once said their official reason is fear, but they'll have more fear in NATO. Quote, when NATO bases appear in Sweden and Finland, Russia will have no choice but to neutralize the imbalance and new threat by deploying tactical nuclear weapons. I guess the radical feminist running Finland doesn't know what a tactical nuclear weapon is. I guess the moron running Finland does not understand what World War II was about. The stern warning was somewhat expected in wake of their block bids as Russia will soon be encircled by NATO territory on its western flank from the Arctic to Turkey. Now, it's understood that Sweden and Finland have been spooked by Vlad's invasion of Ukraine, and in their minds, they're seeking security ties with the West to fend off any aspirations by Russia to invade, which is ludicrous. There is no aspiration by Russia to invade on any front. Finland shares an 830-mile border with Russia. And, of course, the radical feminists wanted NATO membership, even though the country had been militarily non-aligned, neutral, neutral for 75 years. President Soli Ninistro and Prime Minister Sanna Marin excitedly described the major policy shift as the beginning of a new era. Oh, how feminist. A new era. What fun we're having. We're no longer scaring men to death in the universities 
Now we're going to scare Russia to death. U.S. President Joe Biden held a joint call with Finland's leaders on Friday to support the NATO application. So we are throwing lighter fuel on the fire. Turkey has warned that may veto the move. I hope they do. Sweden soon followed suit in just a matter of hours with the ruling Social Democrats also backing a bid to join NATO. Again, the far left are warmongers. They're maniacs. They're psychotics. They're obsessed with suppressing people through bullying. In a stunning show of unity, 15,000 troops from 14 NATO countries will today conduct a huge military drill in the Baltics. Again, it's a repeat of World War I. We're provoking Russia into an action. Russia's lost a third of its troops. Russia has its back to a wall. But what people do not know about Russia is it has almost limitless resources. Russia could call up a draft. They could bring in millions of troops. Russia will crush its enemies. I have tried to tell you in a previous podcast that Russia may be losing now because it has not unleashed most of its weaponry. Let's pray to God that some sane people intervene and stop this madness. I doubt that they will. Finnish and Swedish soldiers joining in the exercise dub Hedgehog today, which will take place 40 miles from the nearest Russian base. Just months ago, the historically neutral nations, Finland and Sweden, considered that joining NATO was a very distant prospect. But now the radical feminists running Sweden and Finland are bloodthirsty and they want war. They think they can win a war against Russia. It's unbelievable to me. We know that Russia has committed war crimes. We know what they did here and there. The people are shocked and naturally we have an instinct to side with the underdog, which is Ukraine. But the reality is much different than what we fear. The mayor of Kiev and a great hero of mine, the heavyweight boxer Vitaly Klitschko, said he fears the city will be nuked by Russian forces. He's smarter than you are. Klitschko, who is a boxer, who knows strategy, who said to me when I met him in Las Vegas at a boxing match, he was actually a, a uh, he was not in the mat ring, uh, I was at a party uh, in, in the front row for a reason I don't want to mention, and I went up to him before the fight. And I said to Klitschko something about strategy, and he said to me, all of boxing is mental. I mean, uh, given that you're strong and you can box, he said, the rest is all mental. It's all strategy. So here's Klitschko saying that he fears that Putin will stop at nothing, even nuclear warfare to achieve his goal, saying an attack could come at any minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. I'm Michael Savage. If you approve of this podcast, I ask you only one favor. Share it with your friends. And thank you for listening. These are terrible times. And never forget my mantra. Liberalism is a mental disorder. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Welcome back to the Michael Savage Podcast. Today's podcast is entitled uh, The War Heats Up and More Depressing News Plus Advice to No One. 
in order to understand what is going on, you have to understand how the enemy thinks. And let's assume that Russia and Putin are the enemies of all those listening to this program, because it appears to me that the world has lined up and made a decision that Putin is 100% wrong. Let's say that that's true. He had no right to invade a sovereign nation. Even though the sovereign nation had agreed not to join NATO and not to put nuclear weapons on its border when the Zelensky took power or was installed in power by the global forces, they suddenly decided they would join NATO and they would put nuclear weapons on their border. And, and Putin warned them and said, don't do it. So what happened now? Putin warned the West that Russia would respond if NATO bolstered the military infrastructure of Sweden and Finland, both of whom have decided to join the U.S. military alliance after the invasion of Ukraine. Now, Putin was speaking to the leaders of a Russian-dominated military alliance of former Soviet states. And he said that the enlargement of NATO was being used by the U.S. in an aggressive way to aggravate an already difficult global security situation. Russia, Putin said, had no problem with Finland or Sweden, no problem with them, so there was no direct threat from NATO enlargement, which included those countries. But Putin went on, and he said the expansion of military infrastructure into this territory would certainly provoke our response and that is what he told the leaders of the Collective Security Treaty Organization, CSTO, which includes Belarus, Armenia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Tajikistan. Putin said further at the Grand Kremlin Palace, what the response will be, we will see what threats are created for us. Problems are being created for no reason at all. We shall react accordingly. Emphasis on no reason at all, meaning the West is antagonizing Putin because they smell blood and think they could destroy Russia. Now, one of Putin's closest allies, former President Dmitry Medvedev, said just last month that Russia could deploy nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles in the Russian exclave of Kaliningrad if Finland and Sweden join NATO. As I reported earlier on this podcast, they're moving such missiles or let us say the equipment to fire such missiles to the border of Finland. NATO, I want to remind you, was founded in 1949 to provide European security against the Soviet Union. Okay, so that's what it was for. It's really the power of the United States that is behind NATO. And of course, as I told you in a previous podcast, Russia has thousands of nuclear weapons while the NATO nations collectively have only hundreds, which is alarming. Before Putin made the speech, Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov, Ryabkov said the West should have no illusions that Moscow would simply put up with the Nordic expansion of NATO. The West, on the other hand, says NATO is purely defensive. It's an alliance of 30 countries, including former Warsaw Pact republics, such as Hungary and Poland, as well as the United States, Britain, and France. They say they're purely defensive. This is how wars start. Both sides say that they are not threatening anyone. Meanwhile, they keep escalating, escalating, and escalating. Moscow says NATO threatens Russia, and that Washington has repeatedly ignored the Kremlin's concerns about the security of Russia's borders in the West. Remember, Russia was invaded twice in 1812 and in 1941 two devastating invasions by european nations occurred 
into Russia in 1812 and 1941. Again, try to understand both sides here. Now, Finland gained independence from Russia in 1917 and actually fought two wars against Russia during World War II, during which it lost territory. Sweden has not fought a war for 200 years. Sweden, for 200 years, has been a neutral nation. 200 years. And now the radical, woke feminists are bringing even Sweden to the brink of a nuclear disaster. Putin said that besides the endless expansion policy, NATO was reaching far beyond this Euro-Atlantic remit, a trend that Russia was following carefully. Now, again, from their point of view, Putin says assurances were given as the Soviet Union collapsed that NATO would not expand eastwards towards Russia. Remember, NATO said we will not expand eastward toward Russia. That's as the Soviet Union collapsed. It's a promise that Putin says was a lie that humiliated Russia in its time of historic weakness. The United States and NATO say that such assurances were never given explicitly. They're parsing again. Kiev, that's, uh, of course, your friends in uh, Ukraine, and its Western backers say the claim of persecution of Russian speakers has been exaggerated by Moscow into a pretext for an unprovoked war against the sovereign state. That's a lie. They've been at war, Ukraine and Russia, for seven years. Thousands have been killed, by the way. So this is much more complicated than the hero Zelensky versus the villain Putin. And meanwhile, we see the issue expanding, not retracting. It's getting worse, not better. Instead of sending diplomats, we're sending weapons. Does this make sense to anyone listening to this podcast? Instead of de-escalating, they're escalating. I'd like to continue right now by looking at NATO itself. The best article written about this subject was written in March of 2022 by uh, Ron Paul. And I want to read it to you because maybe we can all learn something together. Maybe if collectively people understood what's at stake, we could stop this disaster that's emerging in front of our eyes. Ron Paul wrote this. He said, nearly two decades after the end of both the Warsaw Pact and the Cold War, expanding NATO made no sense. NATO itself made no sense. Here's what he said. Quote now, NATO is an organization whose purpose ended with the end of its Warsaw Pact adversary. The current round of NATO expansion is a political reward to governments in Georgia and Ukraine that came to power as a result of U.S.-supported revolutions, the so-called Orange Revolution and Rose Revolution. Providing U.S. military guarantees to Ukraine and Georgia can only further strain our military. This NATO expansion may well involve the U.S. military in conflicts unrelated to our national interest, he said. He then gives us some history. Providing U.S. military guarantees to Ukraine and Georgia can only further strain our military. When in 1949, the U.S. Senate initially voted on the NATO treaty, Senator Robert Taft, known as Mr. Republican, gave an excellent speech on why he voted against creating NATO. This is in 1949. He explained his no vote in 1949 as follows. He said this. The treaty is a part of a much larger program by which we arm all these nations against Russia. A joint military program has already been made. 
it thus becomes an offensive and defensive military alliance against Russia. I believe our foreign policy should be aimed primarily at security and peace, and I believe such an alliance is more likely to produce war than peace. Listen to what he said next. This is in 1949, Republican Senator Robert Taft. He said, if we undertake to arm all the nations around Russia and Russia sees itself ringed about gradually by so-called defensive arms from Norway and Denmark to Turkey and Greece, it may form a different opinion. It may decide that the arming of Western Europe, regardless of its present purpose, looks to be an attack upon Russia. Its view may be unreasonable, and I think it is, he said. But from the Russian standpoint, it may not seem unreasonable. They may well decide that if war is the certain result, that war might be better, that war might better occur now rather than after the arming of Europe is completed. The North Atlantic Treaty was signed on April 4th, 1949. And by the start of the Korean War, just uh, over a year later, NATO was very much involved in the military operation of the war in Asia, not Europe. And now NATO, bloodthirsty as it is, is salivating the thought of U.S. weapons and the U.S. weapons manufacturers and their pimps in Congress are salivating at the kickbacks they're going to be making. This is a very serious time and a very dangerous time. The war heats up and more depressing news and more advice to no one on the Michael Savage Podcast. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. I'm calling this advice to no one because nobody will listen to me anyway. Does anyone listen to you? Have you discovered what I have discovered is that nobody listens to anybody, no matter who you are, no matter how smart you think you are, people don't listen to anybody anymore. Everyone's mind is made up. Everyone thinks they know everything. And the only school that they can go to where they will learn anything is the school of hard knocks. So I'm going to call this segment advice to no one. And let me begin with this statement. Trust no politician. I believe it's the Talmud or the Bible says that, which is don't trust any politicians. That's uh, kind of what you can take to the bank. Let's look at Mitch McConnell and Susan Collins going and putting on a show visit to Zelensky in Ukraine. They uh, must have consulted a uh, clothing advisor because both uh, Susan Collins and Mitch McConnell, the rhinos from hell, appeared in almost identical matching little outfits, a Ken and Jean, a Ken and Barbie outfit of uh, khaki pants to show it was a working trip and some kind of shirt to show that it wasn't really an official kind of stuffy trip. After all, they were visiting the comedian who's putting on a great act, wearing a filthy undershirt now since the war began. Now, don't get me wrong, I'll say it again. We all sympathize with the poor Ukrainian people, but they, you know, I don't believe Zelensky represents all the Ukrainian people, incidentally, any more than Biden represents all the American people. Let's put it to you that way. So they wear the khaki pants, a, a loose shirt, and the cowards go over there in a so-called war zone, and they're not wearing any flak jackets. What does that tell you? Are they in any real danger of being bombed by Russia? So if they're not in danger of being bombed by Russia, what the hell is this war about? The Ukrainian people are displaced. Cities are being bombed. But I don't see any bombs falling while our great leaders are visiting Ukraine to make sure that their 
nests are feathered, boys and girls. Last week, the corrupt Pelosi went over with the far left uh, entourage to visit the undershirt. Now the rhinos go over to visit the undershirt to make sure that they get their kickbacks of the 40 billion, right? Boys and girls, don't trust anything I'm telling you. You know more than I do, don't you? I'm sure you do. After all, you must read the internet, so you must know everything. I'll give you a little bit more advice that you won't listen to because this is called advice to no one. I was thinking about this. If I were to review my entire life and I had any regrets, and I do have some, I would be lying to you. I hate people say they have no regrets. They're full of crap. Everyone has regrets. That's just a, that's a show. That's a show business thing. I have no regrets. Of course you do. If I could do one thing or not do one thing, it would be never to have smoked pot when I was 17 years old. It set me on a course that took me off course for many a year. I can go on and on about the dangers of marijuana, especially to teenagers, but you won't listen to me anyway. After all, marijuana is good for you, isn't it? Isn't that what the vermin in the media, the drug peddlers want you to believe? Marijuana is healthful. It's a health food. It's actually good for a developing brain. It helps you make all the wrong decisions in your life. It opens up your sexuality. And if it feels good, do it. Why not do it in the road? So when I was 17, I had an older guy. I don't know how old he was, about 25. Somehow I got hooked up with this crowd from Brooklyn when I was working as a busboy in the Catskill Mountains. I won't even give you his name. He was known as Mambo. So if I say Howie Mambo, it doesn't mean anything. That was his name. Everyone had a nickname. He was Howie Mambo. He's the one who turned the kid on. I was the kid. And what it did for me was all negative. It did nothing good. I could write an entire book on how bad marijuana was for my brain. Now, maybe it's good for your brain. Because as I said to you, if you have a one-string guitar for a brain... Maybe it helps that string resonate. But if you were gifted with a Stradivarius for a brain, as I was at birth through my inheritance and the development of my early years, it's the worst possible thing you could do to the Stradivarius is try to harmonize it with marijuana. We all know that marijuana is a gateway drug. It opens you up to all the other drugs that are illicit in the world. I know, I know, you've heard otherwise. You've heard the sarcastic people say now that marijuana is legal, that it's good for you, it's healthy, it's all wrong. You will regret smoking marijuana at some point in your life, and you will look back and say, I wish to God I had not smoked that terrible poison. And I'll leave you with one thought. It's called dope for a reason, because it makes you dopey, makes you stupid. It makes you incapable of things you might be capable of, but worse than that, it makes you think you're capable of things you're not capable of. That's all I have to say in advice to no one on The Michael Savage Show. Share it with five other people who will not listen to you anyway. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com 
for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.